Welcome to the From Soccer to Football podcast, where I, Joshua Tentition, and Ignacio Bonpadre, look to explore the development of the beautiful game in North America. Today, we're going to be exploring what it's like to be a ref in Canada. Referees around the world are scrutinized by both player and fans alike. They have a unique point of view on how the game has been evolving in North America. They can give a unique perspective on how tactics have been evolving in Canada and how this has affected the role of a referee. Today, we're going to be talking to Ontario Provincial Referee Donya Tarabi. Hi, Donya. Welcome to the show. I wanted to start by asking, how long have you been a referee for? Yes. Hi, Josh. My name is uh, Dunya, as you mentioned. I've been a referee for uh, about 10 years. I'm, uh, I'm uh, both soccer and futsal referee. So, Dunya, what led you to becoming a referee? It's not exactly the most conventional position when we're talking about soccer. For sure not, yes. So, what got me into refereeing was one of my good friends, who was a provincial referee, 10 years ago, invited me to one of his games and he was refereeing Ottawa U versus I don't remember which other team. I just sat there wondering because I had never seen him in that, like I had never pictured him being a referee and being in charge of, you know, a field and how he was carrying himself, how he was sprinting and running. And I got really um, impressed by all that. And then I asked him if I could do the same thing. And he said, why not? There's an entry level clinic. You can go and sign up for it and get started. If you don't mind me asking, I was wondering if there were any barriers for you to become a referee. I would say it's Even 10 years ago, it was still a very male-dominated profession, if you can call it that. So, uh, yes, definitely. If if I wanted to get better games uh, in men's division, it was uh, pretty challenging to change the mindset of everyone to say, okay, I'm a female and I'm uh, willing and able to referee a men's game. And and that, that would give me experience. So... For a long time, I struggled with that for sure because I wasn't getting the same level of games as my men counterparts, uh, colleagues were refereeing at my level, but they were getting better games just because they were men. So that was one of the main obstacles that I was facing. And obviously refereeing as a as a female uh, on the field, if you go as a, as a male official, and you're refereeing men's game, you're automatically assumed to know the laws of the game and everything uh, that has to do with the game of football until you make a mistake and then you have to prove yourself that, you know, you are, you're worthy of being there. But as a female official, right from the get-go, you're assumed to not know the laws of the game. You're assumed to not know football and you have to basically prove yourself at every stage of the game. Even if you don't make a mistake, they assume that you made a mistake and um, you get a lot of dissent for that from the players. Within the last few years, do you find that the match official abuse has improved? Uh, Unfortunately, the match official abuse overall has not changed. If anything, it has increased. And I don't know if you've heard, uh, as a result, Ontario Soccer has introduced referee camps to referee body camps to put on referees, especially younger match officials, to see the abuse that they're getting at their games and what they can do about it. So it has it has not changed, unfortunately, and it's continuing. 
you know, given how some players can be very loud and some coaches can be very aggressive, there's also the positive aspect it's to being a referee. And what do you think is the craziest moment that you've been able to experience as a ref? I've had a lot of crazy experiences, but I think the crazy in a, in a very wonderful uh, sense was when I officiated the gold medal game uh, in the men's futsal championship, Canadian championship a few years ago. And that was, I think, amazing. It felt great. And yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty insane and crazy to be there. I was one of the few female officials in a men's national championships. And then getting a gold medal game to referee is based on performance. And I had done really well in that competition. So I got to referee that and that was pretty awesome. Well, congratulations on being able to ref such a high profile game at that national level. And with all that experience, what would you say are the most important skills to have as a referee? That is a very good question, uh, Josh. I think a lot of use of personality. So what we are focusing on um, in training referees is to use their personality. It doesn't matter what personality you have. You can still use it effectively on the field to communicate with the players, with the coaches, with spectators. So very important to not be a robot on the field and just apply the laws of the game but have a personality and apply that in however way you think is suitable for any situation uh, for me personally that has been uh, my strength in refereeing even uh, when I had just started, I think I didn't have a lot of experience like any new official, but I had a personality that, that was open to communicate to players when they were respectful and when they were not respectful and dissenting to tell them to stop. So having that firmness and yet professional and yet open at the same time is uh, pretty key in managing uh, a game of soccer, football or futsal. So would you recommend being a referee to anyone who's interested? Absolutely, yes. Um, as much as it is difficult to uh, referee any game, especially soccer in Canada and in Ontario, it is something that develops you as a person, I find. If you stick through it, it helps you in a lot of other areas of your life. For instance, you learn how to lead because you're always working in a team of three or four officials and you have to if you're the referee you're in charge of your two assistant referees and your fourth official so you lead that team throughout the 90 minutes of the game plus any other time as well if there there are a lot of other qualities that you develop when refereeing for example i talked about management you you learn time management you learn communication you learn resilience and you learn to not take things personally because a lot of times when we hear something for instance uh, on the field or or outside in life somebody tells us something unpleasant we might be taking that personally very quickly but realizing that okay if I put myself in that coach's shoes or in that player's shoes who really want to excel in this game and they are frustrated because of their performance or because they disagree with your call, it is that they are in that condition right now and you have to manage it and you have to realize that and not take that personally. It has nothing to do with you personally. It's about the game. 
so a lot of a lot of those life skills basically that you learn when officiating so i highly recommend that for anybody who who might be interested to take this on turning more to the player aspect as a referee you have the capability to see the progression of soccer from a grassroots level all the way to a national level have you seen an improvement skill-wise or tactically from Canada? I have seen an increase of quality for sure, especially with our both men's and women's national team's success. There is more interest and there is more generally recruitment of of better players. Also with the immigration, because um, in other countries, football is much bigger than it is in Canada. We don't have a lot of population as well. So with the immigration of uh, new players as well, we see the the increase in level with, uh, in, in coaches and in players. And, and that helps us as referees as well because the higher level of games we referee, the better we become. So definitely I've seen an increase in the quality of of the game and tactics and the way we think, the the the, the future thinking about football it's not just right now we're before my perspective was we were thinking very low level very local but now we are thinking high level long term okay how can we develop these players to be playing in professional leagues that's where we are we're thinking right now and uh, we are we are also going to have a women's professional league soon in a couple of years so that will be another great thing for for our country so yeah for to, to answer your question for sure i have seen that that improvement in the quality so turning more to the rule side of soccer currently fifa are looking to change the offside rule the new rule would mean that the entirety of the attacking player would have to be in front of the defender to be ruled offside how do you see this affecting referees I think the offside rule is one of the rules that keep um, getting clarified by IFAB. And the recent clarification was about deliberate play versus deflection. And when it comes to offside call, this, what you mentioned about the change, this is already existing for for a long time in, in law 11 for the offside. It, it's, it's just going to add a clarification because offside law, a law could be handball. It, it could be interpreted like or like any other laws, to be honest. There is a lot of interpretation that needs to be done. It's not black and white all the time. So this will just add additional modification and clarification for from an official's point of view. Those modifications, I find sometimes they make things easier, but sometimes they make it more complicated. However, at the international level now with VAR and with um, all the assistance we get from the videos, it's uh, offside is semi-automated. So I think they any modifications they will be making is to tailor towards that trend of the semi-automation. So there is an assistant referee on the field, but then there is also video which sees exactly by millimeters the the position of the attacker compared to the defender. So um, that's that's my point of view. From uh, uh, an international level perspective, I think it will make things easier. At the local level, I think 
just educating uh, referees on any new laws. It takes a lot of effort and time and re-engineering the brain to think differently whenever there is a modification to the law. So that will be the challenges that I see at a at local level. So Dunya, we're almost out of time. I have one last little question for you here. I've heard that there's a shortage of referees. Is this true? Yes, we are facing a huge shortage of referees, especially after COVID, when there weren't any games during COVID. A lot of lower level referees have this as a part-time job or a summer job. And when there were no games, they went on to find other sources of income for themselves. So they didn't come back to referee the games after COVID. So we we have had shortage for the past two, three years after COVID. And it hasn't been easy because it has put a lot of pressure on the existing referees to referee more games. And as a result, you know, you cannot have high quality officiating when you're refereeing day in and day out versus, you know, having some breaks in between to, you know, recover from your runs and recover from the games mentally and physically. So the the shortage of referees is that the COVID was one, one reason. And then the other one it was, is the retention of referees. Because of the match official abuse, there is lack of retention. So kids who start at 13, 14 year old, they see so much abuse that they don't want to come back. So I think the stats were were showing that maybe 10% of the referees who just start come back to referee. It was very, very low stats and it's um, it sucks. That's why Ontario soccer and Canada soccer is trying to see what can be done to increase retention in referees. But shortage, definitely, we're facing that quite heavily at the moment. So why should people become referees? When I started, I was thinking about it as a, a great way to stay fit, stay sharp, and earn a few bucks on the side. So if you go with that mindset and having fun, being involved in a game that you love, maybe you you were a player before and now you're not playing, so it, you're, you're still going to be involved. You are going to uh, know the laws of the game. You can talk about it when you watch games. If you're a, a football fan, then you can interpret the decisions of the referee on the field. So overall, it's it's a great stimulator for the brain and body and, you know, staying sharp, staying fit. Uh, that's that's what I see in, in refereeing, to be honest. So that's all the time we have for today, Dunya. Thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you. So after talking to Dunya... Some of the biggest takeaways that we can have is that it's an extremely hard position to be in, um, especially for women, as we've heard that there are largely discriminatory roles still in the game of soccer and football. It's a very unfortunate thing, but it is extremely impressive to see that it it's going in the right direction, even though there are still those big barriers. But as long as we're moving forward and making good progress, I think it's something that as Canadians, and hopefully this can affect it worldwide to, to know that we are going in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. I agree as well. I mean, uh, Donia's situation is the same situation that is happening not in different corners of the world with the development of and the growth of women's uh, football in every single league to think that it's right now 
it's slowly starting to become a more of a professional type of type of leagues and competitions. So this is like the right way to, and this is also kind of like a wake up call to pursue people to actually support and not just the women's players, but also the ref referees as well, because they need the support to actually engage that and to think of them also that they're also human beings. They can always make mistakes. Of course. And we always, this is a little reminder for all those who maybe watch or play the game that when you have a referee, that they're, of course, they're human and that they have real emotions and that referees are in truth in short supply and that we may want to treat the referees that we have better so more encouraged to join. Exactly. Yeah, that's all. It's a simple message for everyone. I mean, for all of them, for all those who are like really crazy fans of the beautiful game that it is, that it is football. Just keep in mind that and uh, think about how much they have to go through to actually be there and actually do their what they're supposed to be doing. That is, that is their job. I'm Joshua Temptation. And I'm Ignacio Bombadre. And this has been From Soccer to Football. Stay tuned for next time as we continue to explore the development of soccer and football in North America. If you liked this episode, please make sure to subscribe and follow us on all of our social media and stay tuned for the upcoming episodes.